BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, Doug Mallard. Hey, Doug Benson. Dude. What's up? Dude. 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 <laughs> Dude. You know, I've been appearing regularly on this uh, podcast called Will You Accept This Rose? And oh, yeah. We've had host Arden Mirren and then frequent guests from that show, Paget Brewster, have been here on Wide World of Dugs. So the plundering of guests from that show continues today. <laughs> Great. With uh, Rob Benedict, who I uh, I already knew before doing uh, Arden's show, but we've been appearing on that together a few times now, so I thought he'd be great over here. Uh, from Felicity to Supernatural, this dude has a ton of acting credits, and he's a nice guy to boot. Yeah, I, I like the <laughs> continue of the plundering. Let's bring it on. <laughs> All right. Let's go to work. All right. How's it going, Rob Benedict? I'm doing great, Dugs. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Thanks for referring to us uh, in the plural like that. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Coming right out of the gate. This is a crossover event because you and I have uh, been matched up as part of the dream team over on Will You Accept This Rose? That's right. Uh, we've just suddenly been doing a lot of podcasting together. Yeah. And uh, I thought, you know, Rob's a cool guy. Let's let's talk to him over on Wide World of Dugs. And my first question for you is, uh, do you know anybody in Finland? <laughs> um, not, I don't think that I do. No, I, I don't think that I do. I'm, I'm sure right. I met somebody, but no. Well, some people are going to know you in Finland because... Apparently, this podcast is very popular there. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Well, just given this piece of information, I was so excited. Hello to all of our uh, Finnish listeners. Yeah, well, no, don't tell them to finish. We want them to listen to the whole thing. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, thank you to them for uh, for listening, and th- yeah. thanks to them for being somewhere where uh, English is, uh, you know, one of the several languages that they probably speak. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Other countries um, like that, they, you know, they, uh, they are taught at an early age English. They're pumped into their schools here in America. Yeah, I mean, you know, I imagine how language. much smarter we'd be if they just taught us other languages when we're, when we're young and it's easier to learn that stuff. I know, I know. Instead of waiting till high school when you, you know, you hate the idea of learning another language. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You checked out and found weed, you know? Exactly. Because <laughs> also, even the people that like excelled at a language, you know, a language course in high school, they didn't like leave that course knowing how to speak that language. Right. Like, right. No, you know, I, I took, I took French for like six years and I, I can't put a sentence together. Yeah. <laughs> No, all I know how to say is un peu. Yeah, a little bit. Just a little. I, just, <laughs> I think that's a great answer to any, any French question. That's right, because that's all I speak. Just a little. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, Rob, you were born and raised in the, uh, in the Midwest, in Missouri. That's right. And uh, Columbia, specifically. That's right. Um, so did you favor one city over the other when it comes to uh, St. Louis and uh, Kansas City. Kansas City. <laughs> I, um, I, uh, I favored St. Louis uh, for sports. I always was like a St. Louis Cardinals fan because that's where my mom's family came from. They were all big St. Louis Cardinal fans. But uh, I had a cousin, two cousins who lived in Kansas City. So I actually spent more time in Kansas City. So um, I got, you know, I got no issues with either, but I, I, you know, I, I still am a Cardinals fan and really just kind of has to do with my sort of my mom, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah. So both cities are cool. I mean, we're right in the middle of the state in Columbia. Yeah. Split down the middle. It's a real Sophie's choice there, which of the big really cities is. you're going to visit because they're, they're equidistant in opposite directions. Exactly. But I have, I have memories of taking the Greyhound bus to, to visit my cousins in Kansas City. Uh, but I was always unpopular there because I was wearing my Cardinals hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And did you ever, being in Columbia, you're also uh, reasonably close to the... Uh, the region featured in the Jason Bateman show Ozark. That's right. Uh, did you ever vacation at the at those uh, lakes? I did actually. Um, yeah the the uh, the Ozarks those the lake of the Ozarks that I knew was a little bit classier than that than the, on the show, <laughs> but um, no one was dying. But um, but yeah, well, I had a friend who had a like a, a condo down there, and so I went down and would go like water skiing and you know that kind of thing. It's this enormous lake. Uh, Lake of the Ozarks and um, yeah so it was it's you know it was fun when I was a kid to go down there I don't really don't know what it's like now Missouri's changed a lot um, or maybe yeah, I'm just I mean, looking back as an older person I'm like oh wow was Missouri always like that um, <laughs> it's it's very much a red state and, uh, um, and I, so I don't know what things are like actually at the Ozarks now but uh, the last time I went I was in college actually and it was spring break and I was like let's go to the Ozarks and uh, 
we, we went down and just, you know, just went swimming and whatnot. That's about all you do there. You just kind of drink and swim, beer <laughs> and skiing. That's yeah, really bad. That's what threw me off about the TV show coming out is it took me a minute to put together that it was, that was the same place that uh, I don't know why the TV show is singular like that. Ozark. Yeah. Uh, when the, everybody calls it the Ozarks. Ozarks. Yeah. Yeah. Lake of the Ozarks. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Where are you, where are you from Doug Benson? Oh, I grew up in San Diego and okay. we've discussed how boring that is on the show before. <laughs> uh -huh. Um, but what about the name? You're our first Rob on the show. I assume it's just short for Robert. That's correct. And um, how do you feel about about the name Robert? Like, how did it uh, work for you? Are you comfortable with it your whole life? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm so I'm named after my grandfather was Robert Patrick. His last name was Dinotten. But I'm, I'm Robert Patrick Benedict. And I was always okay with it. I was called Robbie when I was younger. Um, and now some, you know, as an adult, there's there a group of friends that calls me Robbie. I've got another group of friends who call me Bob, but that's almost as a joke. You know what I mean? Like, because I'm so not Bob. Um, and, but like Robert always was like, it's, I never loved Robert as a name. I really like anything else, but Robert, I didn't, I never loved. Cause it just sounded too, like, I don't know. Um, you know, like formal. Yeah. Too formal. Um, you know, like there are Michaels that really want to be called Michael, but some Michaels want to be called Mike. I don't know. I'm just, I'm a Robert that would rather be called Rob or Robbie. Bob, Bob I guess uh, Bob's funny. Um, so I guess Bob's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. And, you know, growing up, I didn't know many other Robs, but there's, you know, I always felt it was a fine, it's a fine name. It's, it's not like, you know, it's pretty common. Um, but it's fine. I always felt like a Rob. I feel like that's, you know, my name kind of fits me. It is a popular name. I, I you know, uh, I, it's one where, you know, when I think of Robs or Roberts, I, uh, a lot of people come to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in other countries, I'm told, like in France, you know, Robert is actually like a, it's like an old man's name. It's like old school name so it's like you know i don't know like uh i don't know harry or you know fred or something is to us like it's it's old old name granddad's name how would you feel about going by robert robert's cool <laughs> <laughs> roby yeah roby robert please call me robert <laughs> and what about just talking about overall name you know, name pride or name shame. Yeah. What, where, where were you at as a youth with the last name Benedict? Because that must have been uh, easy for certain allusions to be made in the schoolyard. Yes, I definitely got as a as in elementary school. There were a lot of like, I'm I'm a traitor. A lot of people like to make the Benedict Arnold joke. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was always quick to be like, but that was his first name. <laughs> last name. Um, and then my brother was like this big basketball star. He's six, four and I'm like five, seven. So people called him eggs. And, uh, and when I sort of went to his high school after he left, they called me scrambled. I don't know. That was just, that was the joke. Is that like, I don't know <laughs> some reason that made them laugh that I was like, not quite eggs, but I was scrambled. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, those are the big things you hear. You hear a lot of eggs jokes and a lot of Benedict Arnold jokes. And the, 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 honestly, not, I mean, as I guess as a kid, I did have something against Benedict Arnold. I'm not a traitor, kind of got to me. But as an adult, there was the Pope Benedict. And that was the first time where I was like, I was actually a little embarrassed because Pope Benedict was had a, kind of a bad rep for popes. And so I was always like, you know, oh shit, he picked Benedict, like great. <laughs> uh, but then, but then, um, but then, you know, Benedict uh, Cumberbatch came around, and then I feel like that, you know, in terms of the history of Benedict, I feel like he put it back up in the positive. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, cool I, I don't again. feel that negative towards it just because because of Benedict Arnold or the or the egg dish. <laughs> the egg dish, yeah. But now yeah. the egg dish, I kind of take pride in that. Like if I go to brunch with friends, it's like, hey, this this restaurant gets it. You know, they'll have like a Benedict, a whole Benedict, you know, a whole page dedicated to Benedict. <laughs> yeah. um, so then you, uh, you know, come out to uh, the coast, you come to California to be an actor. Yeah. And what, what are your thoughts on Robert Benedict at that point? Were you thinking about trying to come up with a, a stage name or were you just full blown? It's okay. funny you should ask that because I, when I came out, uh, that was always my plan. Like I, I went to college, I, I was like a theater major in college. I was, was that was my plan. I, I came out to LA and uh, I got an agent and then I got uh, like extra work to get my SAG card. And I finally was able to join SAG and I called SAG and they were like, yeah, there's another Robert Benedict. So you got to pick a different name. And I was like, oh. what? What are the fucking odds that, that they, you know, that, in, that, that, that there's another Robert Benedict who's an actor. He's unknown, but he like lived in the Valley. And they're like, well, you can ask. At the time, there was a different rule with SAG. You could actually try to get permission to use like a different derivation. So, so if he was Robert Benedict, I could get be, be Rob Benedict if I could get his permission. So I wrote him a letter and then SAG wrote me back. I was like, yeah, he said no. Oh my God. <laughs> the actual Robert Benedict said was saying no. Um, and so I, I just went with, you know, I couldn't go Robert Patrick because, you know, Robert Patrick was like Terminator 2. Right. So, so that I, uh, I, I, that was the first time, you know, I ever thought about like, do I, am I going to have to do the stage name? You know, like Robbie Flash. Like, exactly <laughs> that, you know? um, and then, so, but I just, I just ended up going with Robert Patrick Benedict. I just used my full name. Um, which was weird. I never was comfortable with that. So like my, at the first part of my career, like when I was on Felicity and um, some other early stuff, I think in the movie Waiting too, I think it's uncredited as Robert Patrick Benedict. Um, yeah, I saw on your IMDb page, it's, you know, they like to point that out whenever somebody's credited slightly differently. And exactly. So, so yeah. for a lot of your early stuff, it says all three names. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, and I never was comfortable with that, especially on set, you know, they'd be like, you know, Robert Patrick, you know, we're ready for you. Like, it was like, not me. It just did not, like I said, Robert was, I was, I was like, that's not me. And then I, I did a show and, and then they kind of changed the rule, I guess. Cause then I did a show called Threshold on CBS. It was like 2005. And I don't know, CBS was like, we're, we're going to get you Rob Benedict. So they like pulled some strings and then I got to be Rob Benedict. Wow. And I it think, wasn't I think like the, the guy from the Valley writing you another letter. I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He saw waiting and then he was okay with it. <laughs> no, but I don't know. It was, I think it, they changed the rule. They probably were running out of names. Um, you know, I mean, there was back in the day, that's why Michael J. Fox was Michael J. Fox. There was like another Michael Fox and 
Um, I, don't, I don't know. I think now you can be a different derivation of, of a name. So I was allowed to be Rob Benedict. Yeah, when I first uh, got into SAG, I, you know, they were like, there's already a Doug Benson. So I went with Douglas Benson. And then I thought, all right, well, from here on in, you know, I'm always going to be having that conversation with people because people don't naturally call me Douglas. And, right. um, and just within like a few jobs, I just started getting credited as Doug Benson on things and nobody ever said a word about it. So, <laughs> oh, wow. That's I just cool. kind of naturally took over the, the name just because people didn't, you know, they didn't think about it when they were, you know, putting the credits together on things, you know. Wow. That's amazing. So that was just okay. Yeah. I just never, I never had to have a conversation about it. I just suddenly started being called Doug Benson in the credits of things. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to complain about it because that's what I prefer. Yeah. What other Doug, what do you do? I'm a comic as well. Uh, I was just thinking about how weird it would be if it was called Wide World of Douglases. It just doesn't have the same <laughs> ring. <laughs> or even getting Douglas with high. Like that's, <laughs> that's not a good name for plurals and uh, no. Yeah, no. so glad that didn't stick. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you when you say Douglas, you're gonna say the last name. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're Douglas, then you're, you're you're saying like Douglas MacArthur or something. Right, like right, right, right. <laughs> um, you both have you both have good last names for your first name though. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, one syllable into two is, uh, you yeah. know, works yeah. out uh, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, that was that, again, that was the problem with Robert Patrick Benedict. It was fucking it was bouncy. It was too much. Yeah. Too many consonants going on there. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, yeah. What has been, had been your uh, relationship with, uh, with the name Doug? Have you known many Dougs in your life? You know, I had, um, I had a, you know, there's certainly there, I mean, in the Midwest, there are lots of, you know, Doug's and Chris's and, you know, Kevin's I grew up with, but I was never really only Doug. The first Doug that I remember having a relationship with, with, with was my, and when I was in college, I was a, a waiter at a restaurant and my manager was Doug and we, you know, we really, we got along really well and we'd get high together and, you know, he was like a cool dude. And, uh, and then when I, I got my first manager in LA, his name was Doug. And I, I'd say my manager that was the, the closest I'd been with a Doug. And we were, we worked together for like 10 years, Doug Wald. And, uh, yeah, he was a good, good buddy of mine. Just a chill, regular. A chill, yeah. It's what's funny is that I, I used to tell Doug Wald this, he reminded me of the Doug, my Doug manager, Doug, who, um, you know, they both were like laid back guys that like, if you were stressed out, they could kind of calm you down, um, <laughs> you know? And they were just like, kind of roll with it. Sort of like, hey man, it's all good, bro. You know, kind of guys like that. And, um, you know, as a manager, that was a good quality to have. Um, and uh, and then like a whole bunch of, like Doug Wald is like, uh, yeah, it was, we, just, we were just good buddies. We became good friends and then, and then he got like some like super famous clients. And then he just like decided that's who he was going to represent. And then <laughs> I'm going to go, with, I'm going to go with these big clients over here. Exactly. When that, that's, that's when he kind of became sucky. But before that, uh, yeah, he just had this really, he, they reminded, they looked like each other too. Um, you know, have dark you, hair. 
Have you had uh, times in your life when you've met people named Rob or Robert who you thought, uh, but that person doesn't seem like a Rob or Robert to me? Um, yeah, yeah, a little bit. I have met a, a good deal of Robs and yeah, I'm always like, oh, wow. It's like, um, I don't know, it's kind of like if you, I don't know, you went to like a convention and, you know, like a chess convention, you're like, wow, there are a whole bunch of different types of chess players. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> we all have the name Rob, but like, there are all sorts of Robs out there. There's this guy I played music with, who's a drummer, his name's Rob Humphreys. And, you know, that's always confusing because if you're in a band together, it's like, hey, Rob, what, what, you know? Um, and you have to come up with a nickname all of a sudden. There's like a lot of pressure, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh shit, we gotta call you Drummer Rob or whatever. <laughs> but he's a really cool looking dude. He's got like long blonde hair. Um, and we actually got, we, we went, we were going through in tour, we were on tour in Europe and we were going, to, went into England and they, they, they like pulled him aside because he looks so much like a rocker. They were like, you're, you're in a band, you must be here for a gig. And he was like, yeah, we got busted for being in England without a work permit. And we got like deported back to America. Oh my God. Yeah. Basically because he looked like a rocker. So there's some asshole, uh, you know, the guy at the border pulled him aside and was like, uh-uh, where's your permit for your gig that you, I'm sure you have tonight. <laughs> and then we all, we all like got, uh, yeah, like uh, we had to stay at the airport for a long time. And then finally like, yeah, we're sending you back to America. Anyways. <laughs> so his name is Rob, but he's really cool. He's like, you know, 10 years younger than me. And he's got like blonde long blonde hair i wish i looked like him um, well that's the thing like you, you brought up an interesting interesting point with like the, you know if you just collected a bunch of robs together they would all not you know they there wouldn't be anything that common with each other other than just being a bunch of dudes <laughs> right right and that's true the name doug but for something for for me for some reason most dougs that i meet including when i first met uh, doug millard um it just, it never seems like a name somebody should have. And I don't know if that's just my ego or if it's because the name Doug is so uh, kind of not, that there aren't any real specific associations anybody has with the name other than uh, people that are just a little more, um, not not terribly flamboyant. Uh, 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 that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't meet a lot of Dougs with a, a big personality. No, no, no. No, and I, that's what I mean. Like the Dugs, the two Dugs I pointed out were like just like mellow, kind of steady dudes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's always a weird thing when there's another Rob. It, it definitely, there's some, there's a weird sort of, you do have an ownership over the name. And you're like, oh, that doesn't seem fair. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not. <laughs> um, there's, a, uh, there's a book called Mysteries of Pittsburgh that, uh, that uh, Shaban, C.H., Michael Shaban, 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 C-H-A-B-O-N, wrote. And he has, a, he has a whole passage in there where he talks about the two of the main characters have the same name. And he talks about that feeling when you meet someone with the same name and you have a weird sort of almost competitiveness or something over it. <laughs> um, that, that's what I like about Rob with the long hair that I know is like, he's such a cool dude. Like I don't, I've got no competitive with it. But I've, there are other Robs I've met where I was like, eh, there's enough Robs. I mean, I'm Rob. <laughs> you can't be. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's like, in, in general, I like that there aren't that many Dougs that I come across, but I especially like, you know, the lack of them in uh, show business at any given time, especially in comedy. Like, I, you know, feel like I, I know all the other Dougs in comedy and there's oh, yeah. not too many of us. Who is it? Who else besides you and Millard? 
um, that's the thing is it's it's a it's a super short, short list. list. Um, there's uh, Doug Stanhope, mm-hmm. and uh, and then in my early days of stand up, I knew a guy named Doug Sparks, huh. uh, who I don't even know if he does uh, stand up anymore. Huh. But we have both the two Dugs. We've each prepared for you and for you alone as very uh-huh. specific. Uh, five questions. We don't. I don't know what five questions Doug Millard is going to ask. He doesn't know what five questions I want to ask you. We're going to take turns asking those questions. Okay. Five and five. Right after this break, we'll be right back. Can't wait. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're back with Rob Benedict and Five AKA and Five. Scrambled. What's that? <laughs> exactly. AKA, AKA Scrambled. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's up, Scrambled? What That's up, such a funny uh, nickname because, like, you'd think they'd at least shorten it to Scramble. Yeah, it was scrambled, weird. Scrambled being like the past of an act of an action. Yeah, and it was it was somehow meant as like not a cut down, but it was meant as just like you know your brother's eggs, so you must be scrambled. There was something about it, I guess, that they just you know because I was a less than, but really scrambled eggs aren't less than eggs Benedict. One might argue they're better. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, it doesn't. It's just a. But that's the thing about nicknames and young people, you know, it's just yeah. <laughs> it can be so random sometimes. Like I, I, you know, if his name was eggs, I, I personally would have like called you over easy or something like exactly. that. That would have been much more creative. That's what scrambled you're just so there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or just, or just, you know, Yoki. <laughs> <laughs> Runny. Um, yeah yoke (laughs) (laughs) much better see already better um poached even i should go uh you know just hang out at schoolyards and offer to do punch-up on (laughs) 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 who's that guy oh that's our nickname punch-up guy (laughs) um yeah uh so nevertheless scrambled entertainment is the name of my production company oh Oh, wow that's you showed them I showed him. <laughs> really turned that around all the way to Hollywood. Yeah, a <laughs> production company with that name, <laughs> jerks. Um, laughing now. <laughs> um, and you, you know, now you just have to, you know, get into some sort of war with Toss Salad Productions. So. <laughs> um, five, ten questions total. Okay. Five and five. Uh-huh. Uh, Paget Brewster was on last week, and she was so good at answering the questions that we didn't we didn't even get through all of them. I, I feel honestly, I, I do feel there's a little pressure coming in because I knew that she did a great job last week, and 
I know that our other podcast audience will be listening. I mean, she's just a fascinating, like she's so talented and has done so many things and then is so, so chill about all of it. Mm -hmm. And her name's Paget. If you have a podcast about names, yeah. Other oh no! I mean, we did we did thirty minutes just on that that fucked up name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great. It's a, what a great name, Paget Brewster. I mean, come on. Yeah. No, she really. Uh, that's the thing. That's part of what we're kind of getting into on the show. Is like, do names hold people back? Do names, pro, pro, you know, propel people forward? Like, you know, I think it's it's a it's a strange thing to have. It a, is. A name slapped on a baby that doesn't have any personality yet. Right. Uh, yeah. And then somehow people grow into their names. It's true. And even the fact that I was named after my mom's dad, like, you know, there's that element too. Like, well, what was he like? Am I like him? Or, you know what I mean? Like, turns out I wasn't really, he died when my mom was really young and all this stuff. But like, I don't know, there, there is this weird ownership or this weird sort of the, the something passed on to you, you know, when it isn't just a name out of the ether, but it comes from another person. And then certainly when I came out to, I had that, this, that honestly, this whole call with Sagman, they're like, this already, you can't have that name. I had a re like, I was really emotional about it. Cause I, I, my, my whole, you know, I had this plan. I was going to come out and be an actor. I had this plan. Like I never put in my plan that there was going to be another Rob Benedict. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I wasn't going to be allowed to have my own fucking name, you know? So yeah. Yeah, no, that's it's really interesting. And what kind of career could that guy possibly have right now? Because whenever we're talking about Rob Benedict, we're not talking about him. No, I know. I don't know. Is he, <laughs> I don't know if he's still alive or anything. He must. If he is, he must not be a fan of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of ownership, yeah, went the wrong way. Exactly. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go right. first. Okay. First question. Coming out of the gate with a, a real tough one. Okay. Uh, on your IMDb page, Rob Benedict, mm -hmm. uh, there's a, you know, that, that row where it says best known for, and it's got four titles. Yeah. Uh, they currently are, I mean, it's a nice, uh, you know, nice group of names. Supernatural, the TV show, uh, and then the motion pictures, and they lean towards motion pictures when they can, you know, so that's why you probably just have the one TV show in your top four. Right. Uh, the movies are Waiting, State of Play, and Not Another Teen Movie. Ah, okay. So my question is, if you could change just one, which, what would you take out of that top four and what would you replace it with? From your personal perspective, what you'd most like to be known for. Oh, okay, um, interesting. Um, I would, I mean, I think I'd, I'd take out state of play just cause my part in it is so small. Um, what are you doing that? I'm like, uh, there's like a scene where Jason Bateman is there. They're basically, he's in one hotel room being interrogated, uh, by, uh, what's his name? Who's the Australian movie star Academy award winner. He's the lead in that Hugh movie. Jackman? No. Uh, Russell Crowe? Yeah, Russell Crowe. <laughs> Russell Crowe's in the other room sort of interrogate, interrogating uh, Jason Bateman, and we're in the room right next to it, and we're like, he's wearing a, a mic. He's wearing a, a wire, and so we're like listening to the conversation and making little comments. Um, I'm in the movie for maybe 10 minutes. Um, 
so just that, just because, you know, if people are like, yeah, I saw State of Play, went to see you in State of Play, like, you know, but I blinked and missed you sort of thing. So I'd probably, <laughs> I might take that out. Although, you know, it's, it's, it was a big powerhouse movie with a lot of people in it. And, you know, I had, I, it was funny to work with uh, Russell Crowe, um, who was getting high the entire time, by the way, if we're talking about <laughs> weed. Um, he was, he was, but he was really great to me. People have said, I've heard various stories about him, but he was awesome to me. I think because I had the smallest part in the thing. He was like, he, in, in this scene, like there was one of the scenes I, we did, I had no lines. And he's like, I think, you know, Rob here should come in and say this and do this. Oh, and wow. The director's like, okay. I mean, basically, Russell Crowe was like kind of running the show. <laughs> yeah. What's, you know, he's like, this is what's going to happen in this scene. So he gave me, had, gave me a line to do, gave me business to do. And they're like, okay, great. Let's, uh, we'll set up for the shot. And then he leaned into me. He's like, you can thank me later. <laughs> so i was like all right russell crowe thank you but that being said i'm taking that out of the list and i'm putting in um i mean i might put in um i might put in felicity just because like that show kind of meant a lot to me because it was really my first big job and i was on it for four years and it was almost like kind of college, you know, cause it was four years and we were all very close. And even to this day, I'm close with a lot of people from that cast. It was just one of those shows that like, the more I worked out here, the more I realized that was kind of lightning in a bottle, just that we all loved each other so much. And it was, you know, JJ Abrams first TV show and, and Carrie Russell's first thing. And um, so it was, it was, and it was just, you know, it just meant a lot to me. So I might put that up just cause, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm nostalgic like that. Yeah, that's a reasonable. That's a that's a perfectly reasonable. I, you know, I I was kind of surprised it wasn't there, but the the algorithm leans towards uh, you know trying to put films in people's right. you know best known for. So right. when in a big movie, it's gonna it's gonna right. put it in there like that. Yeah, and at the time, I know State of Play was sort you know sort of a big um, a big deal because so many people were in it. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, a huge movie. Yeah. Um, all right. Very well. Excellent answer. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's Doug's turn now. All right. I just got to ask, uh, in Supernatural, do you feel, is there a lot of pressure in playing God? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's really especially weird about it is that, you know, fans still like refer to me as God. And, and even like <laughs> if they see me in other shows, they'll be like, Hey, look, I saw God on NCIS, <laughs> you know, Hey, hey you know, uh, I, God was on Bosch. Um, so yes, I feel like it's, it's like a moniker that's sticking with me and not incredibly comfortable with it just cause it, you know, it's, uh, you know, a few people can say they played that role and it, it just right. big undertaking. Um, and it was especially weird. Like when the, the last uh, season last year, my, my character became kind of, he was kind of an evil God. So they're like, you know, God's bumming me out. <laughs> yeah. You got people on the street shouting at you. Don't be a dick, God. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly what was happening. You know, 2020 was so bad and it was like kind of oh, apocalyptic no. and everyone was, you know, fans of the show were blaming me Oh <laughs> <You> my <know>? goodness! <laughs> on, on the show. I was basically destroying worlds because they did this sort of meta thing where, I decided the show was over and that's kind of what was happening. The show was ending 
because my character decided the universe was over. It was that that was done. Um, so it was my fault the show ended. Like it was <clears throat> really a lot to take on. Yeah, it's a lot of weight to carry around. Yeah, man. Was it? Was were you like a pariah at the uh, rap party? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> fortunately or unfortunately, they had to cancel the rap party because of COVID. So, oh, yeah. Dang. Yeah, it kind of ended unceremoniously because of God. Because of God. Yeah, we. It was weird. We we shot. You know, we shot that show for fifteen seasons. Um, I started in like season four, and I basically recurred. And uh, but in the last season, we were two episodes away from finishing the entire thing and COVID struck. And so mm-hmm. we had to push pause and then we kind of, we finally got back up there in August. We shot in Vancouver. We went back up and shot the last two episodes. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a weird year. It was a weird way to end. And you got in and out of uh, Vancouver without catching any COVID? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it was all very, you know, I, I was tested here before I left. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically flew with a hazmat suit on and then uh, I had to quarantine. You have to quarantine in Canada for 14 days. How boring was that? It was pretty <laughs> boring. It was pretty boring. I, um, I got to Vancouver and they, they uh, get us an apartment. So I had a little apartment, like a one room apartment on the 14th floor of a building. But literally it's one room with a bed and a kitchen. And, um, but you know, I'm on the 14th floor. So it was a weird phenomenon of like being not touching your feet, not touching the earth for 14 days. You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Um, so, and as soon as I got there, like, you know, I ordered groceries and alcohol and weed, <laughs> those three things delivered. And then, you know, but then it's about seven days. It just kind of got old by the end. It was really rough. Yeah. No amount I mean, of weed. Cause you just have to stay basically in the room for the, that entire time. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I found out another actor was staying right beneath me. And so we would, you know, we'd talk a lot, (laughs) (laughs) leaning over the deck, you know, how's it going? Oh, Oh, so you had a balcony? Yeah, I did have a balcony and that was good. Yeah, I had a balcony. And like one time he, I had a bottle of tequila and he wanted some, he had run out of alcohol. So I tied it to a string and lowered it. Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> you, know, you know that kind of thing. I mean, that was a, that was a day. That was a Tuesday. You know, what I mean? like that kind of thing was a big deal. But All yeah, right. I, got, I got out of there without uh, being sick or anything, and that's it. All and right, I think coming back to America, there's no quarantine. You come back to America, and right? Know. Oh yeah, you just go dive right back into your life, right? Yeah, exactly. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's that flapping noise? Is somebody like? I don't know. Do you hear, you hear that right Yeah, there? I hear it now. Yeah, who's doing that? Um, <laughs> who's the sneaky flapper? Um, <laughs> all right, my next question is, uh, do you remember what you were doing when uh, Felicity got her hair cut? <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that pretty well because um, so – we she she got it cut and um right after she got it cut we did this thing for the emmys where they wanted like the cast of felicity to do like she was going to be a presenter and then the the shows nominated that she was introducing or whatever we were going to do sort of the cast of felicity doing a mock scene from that show so it was like i can't remember what all i remember is and one of them was nypd blue and that's the one i was in 
So we actually went to the set of NYPD Blue and recorded this little thing for the Emmys. Anyway, for Carrie, for the whole thing, Carrie, I, I, got, I got to like, uh, I got to the trailer and she, she just looked a little bit different. I mean, she's, a, she's a beautiful person, but she, she just looked a little different. And I didn't realize she was wearing a wig. So she had cut her hair, but they didn't want anyone to know yet uh, while she was doing the Emmys because it was kind of like, it's supposed to be a shocker on the show when you watch the show. Right. So she, I found out like later that she was actually wearing a wig that, that whole time. So, you know, she had this long curly hair and it was, it was a wig, um, which is just so, it seems so weird now, right? I don't know, it just seems so weird to me, uh, so secretive. Um, anyway, so that's how I, I first, and then when I, then when I got to set, I don't know, you know, a week later, I saw, I finally saw, saw it. Um, you know, I, I, it, was, it was really tough on her at the time because it was such a huge backlash. Like ratings dropped. Oh my god! Yeah, it was insane. Like yeah. it, was, it, it just like nothing on the show changed, other than obviously like other characters on the show had a big reaction to her cutting her hair. But she, you know, she did it for the uh, attention or whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I yeah. especially considering there wasn't uh, you know Twitter. It's a uh, pretty remarkable how fast everybody turned on that show just because she she cut off all her hair. Yeah, it was really, I mean, because the first season was such a huge success. I mean, that's obviously it was a big deal. We got asked to do that thing for the Emmys, you know, it was like, and she won the Golden Globe, um, you know, after the first season and, you know, it was like on the rise. And then they made the, the decision to cut her hair. And um, I think JJ thought it would be a, you know, fun, freaky thing to do. Um, and so, yeah, so they did it and they did it on camera and, uh, yeah, but it was just a huge, huge backlash. <laughs> um, but she she pulled out of it, you know. She did all right. I mean, for the the it made it for an interesting final three seasons for us because it was like our budget got dropped, and you know, in the in the third season, which was kind of a half season, we we shot part of it on video, <laughs> and you know, under the auspices that that me and another character were doing, Greg Grumberg, we were doing a uh, documentary about the people on our friends, you know, in the, within the show. Right. And, and the reason they did wrote that plot point in is so that they didn't have to spend as much money on film. Wow. Um, yeah, it was crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, but she did all right. She pulled out. <laughs> I, I heard JJ Abrams was going to shave Chewbacca's hair for force awakens, but chose not to. <laughs> yeah, it was a whole deal. Yeah, he learned his lesson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Felicity taught him a valuable lesson. All right, you're up, Doug. All right. Have you ever had as much anxiety about anything in your life as your character Calvin and Waiting did with peeing? You know, not to that extent, no. I, I, <laughs> I, am, I am an anxious person, and I get anxious about shit, but honestly, the, like, the, the closest thing that comes to it is that for the for, right after that movie came out and people started watching it like i i had i had a couple of people recognize me in bathrooms like, oh my at, god at urinals and that was incredibly nerve-wracking because then my brain does this weird thing and i'm like oh shit like i don't think i'm gonna be able to pee here you know what I mean? <laughs> life imitating art exactly like that would that, wouldn't that be the weirdest freakiest things this person next to me and now I can't pee. Like, you know, I, I had honestly. Like, like he's doing the character. They're doing so he's excited. Really doing it. Exactly. <laughs> hey, I saw God in the urinal. <laughs> um, yeah. So one time someone recognized me and I had to sort of 
go into a stall because I just didn't want to put the pressure on myself. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the stalls come in handy for that because it is it, it is hard to pee when you feel like you know people there you know know who you are and are like you know exactly eyeing you the whole time. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so much so. Yeah, we do these conventions from for Supernatural and sometimes we're, we're at a convention center where the only bathroom we have access to is the, the public bathroom. So, you know, your handler or whatever will walk you there. But, you know, a lot of times you'll go in and the fans will be in there like, oh, hey, what's up, God? You're like, yeah, <laughs> just get me that stall. Get me right <laughs> out of that stall. Because I'm not going to put that pressure on myself. I don't need that. <laughs> I mean, it, it was pretty intense for Calvin. Oh, it was, it was, it was really a lot. Intense. It was very layered. Yeah, yeah, it was very layered. Um, and you know, right before, like, like a week before I got that part, I had a baby and named that baby Calvin. That's another kind of oh wow, a bit of yeah waiting. And then it was kind of weird because then I then I went into the movie, and people were like, oh, what's your baby name? I'm like. Well, it's, it's, his name is Calvin, but it's not, I didn't, he was before I got this part. So I can name all my kids. You know what I mean? This is, this is Calvin. This here's God. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, when you mess up a line on the set of the show, Bosch, <laughs> do you say to yourself, damn it, Rob, you really boshed that up? <laughs> I didn't, and I should have. I really should have. Right? You think of these things after you. After, right? And I do that. Late. Yeah. Um, but that show, I haven't uh, dipped into it yet, but people really love it. You must get uh, uh, attention for it as well. Yeah, it's funny. You know, certain shows, you know, you, you, you really, you find out quickly what, uh, what the demographic is, like in terms of like where people recognize you or, you know, or bring that up. And, uh, you know, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of like our, our parents really like that show. Um, but uh, it's, you know, critically acclaimed and uh, it's, it was a great, it's a great show. It's really well acted. Um, and it, the other cool thing about it is it's a lot of like, it's very set in LA. So just people, that's another, it's like either like my, my mom and her friends recognize it or like LA people you know, cause it's very, uh, you notice like this, the places where we shoot, where they shot that show, where they shoot that show is all around LA. So you, you recognize a lot of stuff. I'm definitely going to get into it at some point. How yeah, many seasons have they done at the, at now? I think five, five or six. Wow. Five or six. Yeah. I think, I think, is it over now or it was, I feel like the last season was the end. I think it's over now. I want to say yeah, it's I think it's over. I, I don't know. I, like that's the whole trend now is with the old. Uh, you know, we're going to do one more and then that's it. Right. Um, so I don't know if that if that happened to Bosch or not. Have you seen any Bosch, Doug? I have not, but uh, I'm interested now for sure. Titus Welliver, do you know him? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's, he's Bosch. Boshy Bosch. He showed yeah, up in a in a Mandalorian this season. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, "All right, here we go. Here's some acting's going to happen." And then he got killed right away. I know. I know. <laughs> and and then I wonder, you know, you wonder if it's like he if he was just a huge fan. He's like, "Just give me a, a scene. I don't even yeah. really care." 
Yeah, it does feel like because it, it they do kill off people rather quickly on the show. And yeah, it feels like super fans that are just happy to be there in any capacity. Yeah. Um, what, what what um the only thing the only I love that show I I really you know I'm kind of a Star Wars nerd and that, I like that show but um I especially like this season but the, the only thing that bothered me is I always feel like like the um the people who you know uh who who work for like the you know who work in the Death Star or what whatever um I feel like they should have British accents you know what I mean if, I feel like they should all have British accents and and on the Mandalorian they don't. In the movies, I feel like they do, but in the Mandalorian, they don't. They're American. Yeah, the movies mostly do, which is which is such a strange, uh, such odd. a odd choice. But I, I think it came from just kind of the, you know, the most regal actors they could hire to play all the bad people in the in the in the original Star Wars were exactly. were British. So it just and then Alec Guinness right. was British. So it just really right made it simple for everybody to yeah you know, British, except for of course. Fucking Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anakin, as American as they, they come. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, a, it's a weird mix in a galaxy far, far away. Along, along <laughs> it really is. <laughs> like where they have a, a technology that, that uh, I guess, got buried with them because we don't, we don't have lightsabers. No. Um, yeah, so I'm, a, I'm hugely into Mandalorian. My... Uh, um, you know, I have, you know, little issues with it here and there as well, though, because it is like, uh, it's just, it's just funny, the things that'll stick out to you. Like, like, I just can't believe that a Jedi would date uh, Cory Booker. <laughs> that, that plot line doesn't hold up for me. I don't understand what, uh, what's going on there. <laughs> um, yeah. What did you think of, of Luke, uh, the spoiler alert? But Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of all that? I don't, I, I, you know, it's, it's fine. I, you know, I just like the thing I like most about Mandalorian and they really nailed it. I thought in the first episode of the second season, and then most of the time in the second season is just feeling like star Wars, a new hope, like feeling like that whole world, you know, like, cause they, every episode of Mandalorian has some sort of, touchstone something that reminds you of yeah. the original yeah. star wars and the and it just feels like it's in that world of that movie because all of the movie yes. started to for various reasons because of budget and who's in charge creatively it the world seemed to like kind of change and morph a little bit and in some ways uh it, you know not not in a good way and uh this the show i don't know what john favreau i don't know what drug he took or what how he managed to pull it off, but uh, he and his collaborators just are, they're just making Star Wars the TV show. And it's, I just love that about it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then the, the budget seemed a little lower, like especially first season Mandalorian, like, you know, there was that creature, that little like eyeball thing that came out of the door and, and it was literally like on a stick with someone like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a puppet on a stick. And it was, I loved that. You know what I mean? I love the sort of lo-fi. Yeah, the practical stuff is is great, and then yeah. they can go back to different things like the, you know, the like the slave girl in Jabba the Hutt's yeah, exactly, exactly, or whatever, yeah, yeah, or again in the bar and Tatooine and all that stuff. All right, we're doing good. We're doing good. I think we can get through all ten questions. Doug. Okay, great. All right. 
uh, number three on my side. You're the front man for a great band, Loud and Swain. I've really been enjoying uh, being a musician with the last year being so bizarre. Yeah. Just curious for your opinion. Uh, what's an album or a band you've been gravitating towards to kind of help out lately? Um, so let's see. God, yeah, music so much. Um, I, uh, I, you know, recently I, I, I've been listening to a lot of vinyl and, yeah. uh, and Rolling Stone does this like top 500 albums of all time. And it's totally arbitrary and, sure. you know, but I still, I'm like, if it's made, made the top 10, it's an album that I should have on vinyl. So I like went and got the albums I didn't already have on vinyl that were in that top 10 of their top 500 list. So what and was missing out of the 10? So in my collection, I did not have um, Marvin Gaye, What's Going On, which is number one, number one on their list. And I didn't have uh, um, uh, Velvet Under Underground, the album with the banana on the front. Oh, yeah. I got, I got that. And then um, I just got um, uh, Exile on Main Street. And wow. Yeah, so so I hadn't I didn't have those on vinyl. So I've been listening to those. I mean, oh, and rumors. I never had rumors on vinyl, right? I've always yeah, it's a good mix ways. But yeah, so now I've been listening to that and like you know, all these albums. You're like, I don't know if I've sat sat down and listened to this Velvet Underground record. I know that I know like oh, it's so good. Yeah, I know like maybe three, four of these songs. But like, you, know, you, sit, you listen, sit down, and listen to the whole thing. Like, fuck, this is great. And so you're like listening to an album, you know, what forty years old and. 50 years old and discovering it for the first time yeah I mean? taking it in yeah yeah and um you know and that's the great thing about vinyl like you, you do have to you can't skip around it's not on a exactly. shuffle on a playlist like you take it in you really yeah, enjoy it exactly that's what's great you, you get you enjoy albums for being albums you know and that's it's so easy on spotify or itunes to just jump around um same with rumors like i, I know rumors i know those songs really well but like i just it dawned on me like wow all these songs are on this album it's like every song, yeah. good, you know, <laughs> it's like a greatest hits, but it's, a, it was all just one album. This should be in a top 10. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I turns out it's, it's good to still, it's nice to still have vinyl around uh, for situations where like something bad happens, you can run over and scratch the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or just, just oh, no. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or just put it in front of the sun so it warps. It's always fun. yeah. <laughs> Very satisfied with that answer. Great answers. That was Very a good. great answer. That was good. like that. You could do a whole uh, episode on that subject. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm going to change the subject drastically. Okay. You, what's the name of the best strip club in Columbia, Missouri? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I wish i knew what this was i don't know i mean i left when i was 18 not would to say you, that that's a but like when you were eight, like 17 would you hear about the strip <sighs> town at all if i did i don't at all remember um you heard about the sort of like kind of towny bars um yeah no i'm sure there was i'm sure there's something out yeah. by the airport you know what no, i mean I, just I, I think i know the name of it i just wanted to get it confirmed oh really really tell yeah. me and i'll see if i've heard of it uh, did, when you were there, was there something called Esquire? 
Uh, it doesn't sound that familiar. I mean, Club like, Esquire or something like that. Okay, it sounds like a strip club, but I yeah, not wasn't <laughs> on my radar. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, yeah. who knows if it's changed hands or whatever? But one time I was there, and I'll I'll never forget it because, um, like, it's like in a sort of like in a mini mall kind of situation, and I I don't know what was going on. This was like you know probably three four years ago now, but uh, that place. Uh, you know, we just, me and another comic just went there on a goof, you know, and yeah. next thing you know, we were sitting like on a bench outside the club with a few of the dancers, like just not, you know, wearing next to nothing and drinking and smoking weed. Oh my God. It was like, it was the greatest, it was the great, the greatest experience I've had in a strip club was not being in the club, but being outside <laughs> in the parking lot. Just hanging with the crew chilling like like everyone was so chill there i couldn't and because also you know missouri is not exactly the uh right it's not a pro weed state at all no 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 not pro anything like that but it's it, <laughs> columbia columbia is a little different in that columbia is you well, know it's a college town yeah yeah um, college town and you know my mom yeah. always says it's the blue dot in the middle of this state all right I didn't, you know, I didn't know where that question was going to go, but I, well, was... I mean, I mean, we could, you know, I, yeah, I know. I don't, I, I can't, only thing that comes to mind is the blue note, which is just a music club. Yeah. Do you remember where you, where you played when you were there, where you did your stand? Well, yeah. Well, I played at a place where they do comedy some nights of the week, but most of the time it was like a nightclub dance club and it was called Deja Vu. Oh yeah. Deja Vu. I, I remember that. We yeah, used to go there. That was yeah. Very notorious. Like uh, apparently they had some, uh, legal issues with, uh, you know, over serving and, uh, you know, serving underage people or, you know, some stuff like that. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I used to get in there when I was in high school, I could get in. Yeah. There. Yeah, exactly. So that place got shut down. Okay. Eventually caught up to them. Funny. All right, Doug, you're up. We, we might've lost oh, oh, so, no, Sorry. Right. We just, I just lost, uh, this is a hard one. So just think on it, but, uh, oh regular, or peanut M&Ms? <laughs> That's a tricky question. It's really tricky. Because, I mean, I love M&Ms. Um, but I really do love, like, peanuts. Peanut butter. Um, so I'm going to go with peanut M&Ms. Yeah, good answer. Yeah, That's the up. only answer. This is a pack set. <laughs> I think, like... Pump. Especially if I'm like feeling peckish, like if I'm hungry in a hotel room and the mini bars got regular M&Ms and peanut M&Ms, I'll go with the peanut ones just because it feels more substantial. It feels like an actual. Yeah. It's got protein. Yeah. Whereas regular M&Ms just feels, it just feels like you're eating mints or something. It doesn't add. <laughs> yeah. It's just sugar. Or the other one, you're right. It's like a, the other one could be a meal. What'd you have for lunch? I had peanut M&Ms. <laughs> Let's uh, really make it more uh, more filling and satisfying. Even though I generally don't like nuts and things, but in in that case, that's that's the way I go. I do yeah. like I do like nuts in in yeah in 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 M and M's, and I like peanut butter a lot. I like peanut butter in a lot of things. Um, you know what I recently uh, got back into is Have you, you guys ever had Take Five candy bar? Oh man, mm. that's got like five different it's things. Got five different th <laughs> things. All my favorite things. It's like chocolate, peanut butter. Toffee, caramel, caramel, marshmallow, peanut butters. Yeah, <laughs> the works. And uh, and paint. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
Uh, all right, so I screwed up. Uh, my last question should be the very last question of all the questions. And so do you want me to do one more? I ask it, so go ahead and ask your fifth question. Okay, last question on my end. Because you wrote and produced and starred in the short The Sidekick, how would you rank the following sidekicks? Robin, Chewbacca, and Jaw Notes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I mean... I think I have to go with Chewbacca number one. Um, it's funny yeah. when I was when I was writing that movie, I never thought about Chewbacca as, as a classic sidekick, um, and um, and so I think Robin's got to be number two, um, just because that's kind of who I based that character off of. Right. And then uh, and so the third would be <laughs> John Oates. No, dis- <laughs> no, 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 no disrespect. Oates. Of course. <laughs> That's a great question. Solid answer. And where <laughs> and where can people watch the sidekick? Because I, 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 I yeah, the check sidekick. It, out. it used to be on Amazon, but I think they took it off. So I guess just see if you can find it somewhere. And if not, it, I'm, I'm working on getting it back up. Because yeah, uh, great. The yeah, cast I, is amazing. I can't wait to check it out. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll just uh, I'll just put it up on the internet, put it up on YouTube, and put yeah. it out that way. Because I'd rather people be seeing it than not. Yeah. Well, good answer. Okay. That's the perfect ranking. John Oates. Poor John Oates. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dougie. We're coming down to the wire. Okay. Uh, we got in all 10 questions in time. Fantastic. You do great work. Thank you. But the question for you, Rob Benedict, is whose questions were better, Doug Millard or Doug? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's really hard. That's really hard to... Uh, my answer is peanut. <laughs> peanut m&ms <laughs> it's always a safe answer because who's gonna you know who's gonna yeah. get upset when you're talking about peanut m&ms yeah i like i like both thugs equally i like both of your your gum shakes rob all right well i was trying to get you know an upper hand here but uh you know i i, I think we both asked great questions you really did the answers were even better uh, thank thank you. you once again to Rob Benedict. Is there anything uh, specific you'd like to uh, to plug before we go? Um, not yet. Uh, you know, I'm going to be on. Uh, I'm in this. Uh, I'm in the end of. I'm in this season of um, of Lucifer, um, and the and the next season that's coming out. Um, um, and uh, yeah, besides that, you know, stay yeah. tuned. Yeah, and listen for both Rob and I on. Uh, Will you accept this rose? That's right. Doug Mellard, what do you got to promote? I'll just say find me on social, at Doug Mellard, M-E-L-L-A-R-D. Oh, that's perfect. They'll, find, they'll be able to find out about all the things you're up to if they find you on social. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. This has been another uh, great episode. Thanks to you, Rob. And, Thanks, Doug. Uh, as always, congratulations to First Gentleman, Doug. Got it. Oh, wait, he's like second gentleman is the official. First gentleman in our hearts. Yeah. (laughs)